0: You're listening to the jam catch-up of my mum, Janelle and Sam. Today we're talking unusual delicacies.
1: We're going to be talking camel milk and uh, The Last Great Hunt's new show, The Advisors. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Saturday morning show for everyone in Perth. The Jam with Janelle and Sam.
0: Sam and I have been talking about unusual things we've partaken mm-hmm. in
1: gastronomically. Absolutely. That change the shape of you. <laughs> segue back to Ed uh, and get that one. Yeah.
0: You just told a great story about um, a spot of decomposed shark.
1: Oh, yeah. When I was in Iceland, oh. they, have a, they have a delicacy over there where they bury the shark for a year and let it just naturally decompose. And then the, the cartilage sort of pickles the flesh. And I'm like, oh. I'm game. And I tried, and it was the worst thing I've ever. It was horrible. Like, I don't know how that becomes a delicacy, to be honest. It's just rotten fish. is there a
0: famine in Iceland?
1: There must have been. <laughs> But look, it turns out I'm not the only one who's eaten weird things, nor you. Half of Perth has eaten strange stuff. I think it's what WA Day should be all about.
0: (laughs) Annika from South Perth, what have you partaken in?
2: Well, um, the name's Anita, but I've actually actually, uh, got an Indonesian husband and we have a house in the village in Java. So I've been presented with a few things that I have no idea what they are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving this already, Anita. I'm loving it.
2: And my my husband has a bit of a trick where he teaches me the opposite meaning of words and, you know, he was playing all those sort of games when we sounds first met.
1: was like
0: a catch. Romance.
2: We're, we're in the middle of a village. He goes out and he orders something that I sounded to me like it was a dessert, it had a very similar name to a, to a dessert. Mm-hmm. So I said, yep, 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 I'll have that. That sounds good. My Indonesian wasn't very good when we first met. And uh, the food came and it was a curry of some sort. Huh. And it was sort of mincy looking. And I sort of looked at it and I thought, oh, okay. So I took a spoon of it and I thought, oh, okay. And I took a mouthful. Now, I'm a pescatorian. <laughs> and when I asked, what is this I'm eating? Because it was really crunchy.
1: Yep.
2: Um, the Texture didn't match what it looked like or smelled like. And I said, what is this I'm eating? And the only two words I did understand was when he turned around and he said, bibir sapi. And that means... Cow's lips.
0: Wow,
1: <laughs> that's
0: specific, isn't it? <laughs> that's
1: the real, yeah. That's the the main ingredient, the hero ingredient, if you will.
0: <laughs> is cow's ingredient. lips.
1: Anita, you're a brave woman.
0: <laughs> she sure is. How about Jeffrey from Kelmscott? What have you nibbled on?
3: Um, oh, in New Zealand, um, they have this. Uh, I some would say it's a delicacy. Uh-huh. Um, they call them mountain oysters, and oh, they're that actually. Sounds nice. um,
4: yeah, they're they're fried up goat testicles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, wrong, Janelle. Wrong, well, I don't know actually, Jeffrey. I should ask. Were I mean, they sound not something I'd order off the menu. Were they good?
3: Actually, yeah. Like if if I didn't tell you, you wouldn't you wouldn't even know do uh, have, they're actually pretty good. Do, do they, you have
0: them, Kill Patrick?
3: Um, nah, <laughs>
0: nah.
2: can't say, can't say.
1: But deep yeah. fried, deep fry anything and it gets better. Thank you, Geoffrey. That's fantastic. Uh, Julie from Bunbury, what have you eaten that's, uh, that's been questionable?
5: Well, I don't know that I can beat Anita and Geoffrey, but, um, <laughs> I've been to Japan and, uh, as usual, didn't speak much Japanese. Uh-huh. And my husband feeling. and I were looking for a restaurant to eat. And, uh, we saw this restaurant look quite good. The guy at the front was saying, "Yeah, come in, come in, in Japanese. And we were trying to find out what was on the menu, and we couldn't understand it. So we thought, oh, we'll go and give it a try. We sat down, and um, he brought out this um, tray of um, uh, raw whale meat and vegetables. And it wasn't until after we left the restaurant that we found out that that's all they served in this restaurant was whale.
0: Wow! And
5: my daughter-in-law is Japanese, and none of her family or friends or anybody she knew had ever um, ever eaten whale. So, but it was delicious. Oh,
1: (laughs) it's for science! It's for science, totally. You know, whale meat kebabs, Moby Dick on a stick. Well, and Julie didn't know. She didn't know. She didn't know. Oh, look, I was talking off air just a moment before with uh, Stephen. Uh, uh, he's he's a man who's ridden camels across the desert, five deserts and the Nullarbor Plain, and uh, it's it's been a dream of mine always. I've ridden a camel once, not just at a fair, but out in Kalgoorlie, and I think I rode around for like twenty minutes, and I
3: came off going, that was an incredible experience. And you've you've done it in the big hall. How was it? It was a phenomenal experience. It's an amazing way to see the country. Um, you saw a lot of the country too, didn't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And once you get like right in the centre where you're, you know, you be hundreds of kilometres from the nearest roads, you're absolutely in the middle of nowhere and you're, you know, having to get your camels across r- rivers and over mountain ranges and, oh. you know, through the centres of deserts. It's a That's so
0: phenomenal. In studio, just for a bit of background, we've got Sorry. Marcel Steingeiser and Stephen Geppett from the Good Earth Dairy. Now, this is not any dairy. This is not your traditional dairy. There are no cows involved. We're talking
3: camels. Absolutely. So it's a-
0: <laughs> Now, my first question is how do you milk a camel?
3: Exact same way you milk a cow. Is it the same way with with a ladder? Carefully. Oh, Yeah, yeah, your standard milking stool has been replaced with a bar stool. (laughs) But other than that, it's more or less the same. (laughs) Are they easy creatures to milk? Yeah, the difference is we're milking wild camels. So uh, they're a fairly easy animal to train, they're very intelligent and very calm. Camels are like the Bob Marley of the animal kingdom that's super chilled out. It's It's one of the benefits of evolving without predators. Um, But obviously they are still very large and they are very wild. So you have to.
0: So are you searching for camels with, are they calves? Is a baby camel a calf?
3: Yes. uh, yes. um, Obviously they need to have the calf underfoot to lactate. But um, yeah, we bring them in while they're still pregnant and train them up and start milking them as soon as they, they calf. Great.
1: Now, Marcel, uh, you're the CEO of Good Earth Dairy, am I right? Yeah, that's right. So why camel milk? Wh- what is the health benefits of, of camel
4: milk? Why should we be drinking camel milk as opposed to any other milk? Yeah, that's no, a good question. I think the first point to, to highlight is that camel milk is not that strange. It's has uh, been drunk all over the world for, for a very long time. And yeah, there's quite a, a huge uh, number of people here as well that are, are drinking it. Really, when you think about the cow having four stomachs versus the camel, yeah, um, it's right. a lot. It's a lot closer to to what we're doing um, uh, for drinking milk. Yep. So, Great. but in terms of the benefits, uh, it, it's a really good source of calcium and phosphorus. Oh. Uh, it's it's rich in magnesium, manganese, copper, and zinc. But what really makes it unique is the um, fact it's uh, very. Uh, close to the a lot closer to the human molecularity, so the fat cells are a lot smaller and closer to human. All the casein is A2, which is human, so it's, it's all uh, it's, um,
0: so. So, sorry, Marcel. So, no, that's you, all right. you, we brought, you brought in some for us to taste. So. I, brought
4: some, I brought you a smoothie just to show how regular the milk is. Okay. So a banana mango smoothie for you to try. I'm glad some, you pointed out that it was a smoothie because
1: I was looking, at going,
4: "That's, that's rather
0: thick. That's some thick milk. <laughs> that's a viscous <laughs>
4: drop right there." Yeah, what, what's in there? Uh, banana and mango, great. And with some cinnamon, milk. with some camel milk. I've got some camel milk, pure camel milk, as well for you to try. But what what also makes it special is that there's a common allergen in, in cow's milk, uh, which isn't present in, in the camel milk. Oh. And and it's also got only sixty percent the the phosphor the the lactose sorry so those who are lactose intolerant may be able to tolerate it
0: maybe camel tolerant maybe camel <laughs> tolerant indeed <laughs> okay well Sam cheers
4: yeah. <laughs> cheers bottoms up cheers. <clears throat>
1: don't yeah, get the hump go. Ooh. Ooh. mm hmm
3: but it just tastes like a smoothie.
1: It does exactly like a mango like banana a smoothie with a little bit of Ka-
3: quite a good cinnamon here, yes. right there. Yeah, yeah. delicious. It's, it's a lot... Camel milk is surprisingly subtle. It's a lot closer to the flavour of cow's milk than most people uh-huh. expect. Um, com, like, it does have a different taste, but compared to, like, cow, uh, like goat's milk, it's an awful lot closer to the taste of Are we going to see
4: milk. camel cheese? Absolutely, and, and the yogurt and the gelato ice cream, and uh, it, 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 it's very similar to the, what you can do with cow's milk. It is a bit harder to, to make cheese.
0: Yeah. So, where can people buy it?
4: Uh, there's quite a few stockists already around um, mm-hmm. my
1: local IGA. WA, yeah your local, <laughs> yeah,
4: your local IGA, and then quite a few of the um, IGAs have it and, and the boat shed. And it is very much a, a w, WA food, really, when you think about WA Day. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And if you look at a $20 note, uh, you'll find a camel there as well. So oh. Definitely not
0: so many camels in
1: Victoria. Not
4: so many. <laughs>
0: Pregnant camels running wild. Thank you so much for coming in. We're going to have a taste of the pure camel milk off-air, I think, Sam. I think we're going to have to. Very exciting. Thanks so much and good luck with the company. No, yes, th- guys, thank you
4: so much for having us and remember for uh, WA Day, maybe have a have a bit of camel milk. I think it's a Definite goer.
6: The Jam with Janelle and Sam
1: in the studio. We have a Jeffrey J Fowler, a co-writer, performer, and one of the creative directors from the Last Great Hunt. Where I'm going to go out on a limb, uh, the most exciting contemporary theatre company in Western Australia. Would you agree with that, Jeffrey? I'm happy you're out on the limb. If you want to say, I'll say yes. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> I will. Uh, back that all the way. You got a new show opening up. I got to see the preview of it. It's called The Advisors, and it's all about uh, advice. Uh, given but not
6: necessarily uh, asked for yeah it's about everything that you get told to do every day of your life and how different people are told different things as well
1: yeah i found that as an actor everybody wants to tell you how to be a better actor or like oh. they just go oh you you're an actor you should do home and away Oh, that's like, really good Like, advice. Like, that's my <laughs> choice. I just go, oh, yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'll do that. Oh, it's great. I'm a seven-foot man on Home and Away. Really? It's Come funny on. It's
6: people can meet you and immediately think they know what's best for you. But, you know, like, good intentions, bad yeah, results. Absolutely.
0: It's a, a show that's been put together by many people. It's not just one writer. It's co written, co-directed. Yeah,
6: so the five performers and the director, we all got together and we started talking about actually, the play started as being about what do women get told to do every day of their lives? How do they get told to to groom, to stand, mm. to, to walk, to live? C- you know, can they be this? Can't they be that? And then we broadened it out to, like, well, what about what men get told to do as well? What about, like, what queer people get told to do? Then we uh, we brought in more performers. We brought in Muraro, one guy, and Frida Lee and started talking about, well, you know, what do people of different races get told to do? And we just built up this big body of of the nonsense you get your head filled with every day and made that the text of the play.
1: Wow. Well, when we were, when my wife was pregnant, I say we were pregnant, but really she yeah. did all the heavy lifting, literally. <laughs> literally uh, yeah. it, it was amazing how often people would give advice. Like oh. from the, the second, they'd see she was obviously pregnant and not just fat and come up and go, oh, you should definitely have a natural birth. Whatever you do, make
6: sure you do that. When my sister had terrible morning sickness, one yeah. of her good friends said to her, oh, you know, you only get morning sickness if you don't actually want the child.
1: <laughs> oh no! That, that was
6: her advice. She's like, you just need to, wow. to want that kid more, and morning sickness will stop. You know, and that's like that woman didn't mean bad by that, but she, no. you know, she thought wow, her advice puts would some help. She
0: put bad out into the world though by oh, saying that. Yeah, you put me. in the mouth.
6: Now you've got advice coming from every
1: different angle. It's not obviously just about. Um, uh, being a woman being a man etc I noticed here in the press release it says advice for robots trying to pass as human yeah that's ah. a small uh, how did small you research convection?
6: that well look a lot of the play does come from the imagination a lot of it was just of us course. sitting and, and rhapsodising and thinking about what could this be but then there were other parts that were things that had literally been said to us as, as humans living in this world advice that we read we have a section in the play about how to get away with an affair and obviously we all just sat ah. there thinking well none of us have ever done this so we don't know how to do it oh, and God. we no, with it. Well, we've never tried. We're all <laughs> right, really of good of people. Of course, of course, of course. we <laughs> looked it up too. on the internet actually, and there are some really thorough guides on the internet yeah, of right, how to of have an affair. Right. And so we, we built them. Yeah, I'll yeah. get
0: those details from you later. Check out and <laughs> so, so you made you made the the play together. We're, in, it's pretty volatile, some of the subject matter. Oh, yeah. were, there, were there tensions that arose in creation?
6: Yeah, look, there's a, there was a lot of tension. We talk a lot about gender politics. We talk a lot about race. And you know, there are, we, we talk about racial slurs and which ones are and aren't appropriate. And it's a pretty uncomfortable thing in a room when three white people, a black man and an Asian woman have to talk about racial slurs and what's appropriate and what they've been advised they can and can't say Ooh. and how racism is, is different. And the N word gets said quite a few times and not, not always by a black person. And how do you deal with the politics of putting that on stage? Well, I wow. got to see the preview show,
1: as I mentioned, and I have to admit, I was unsure, uh, what I was going to get myself into when I heard it was advice. Uh, and I, other than the first two minutes, I laughed pretty much non-stop, except for the moment where it was How to Have an Affair, where I felt the whole audience oh, yeah. were looking slyly at their partner. Um, even Chris talking about How to Get Away with a Murder got a lot of laughs. Yeah. Would you call it a comedy, a black comedy? Oh, it's
6: absolutely a comedy. Look, yeah. The Last Great Hunt always wants to make uh, work that is fun. We want to make theatre fun again. Yeah. We want to remind audiences it's not always stuffy old three-hour plays. You know, it's a, it's a quick 75 minutes, sharp, like uh, mental refresher, comedy, and then a few acerbic moments in there, but really, it is also meant to be just thought thought provoking. It's a lot of fun,
0: and that, that is the advice. Is it's on <laughs> this tonight and five nights next week at the State Theatre Centre. Tickets through Tech Thank you so much, Jeffrey J Fowler. Thank Always you so a much pleasure. for having me
1: in. Yes, it's so much beautiful. pleasure. My advice: go and see it. Totally worth it.
2: Janelle and Sam, the Jam, Saturday mornings from six on Mix ninety four point five.